This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, LSPod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Some of their fans have been an absolute disgrace. Not only they've spent most of the match booing Stags players, but they've been just goading Mansfield well, fans the whole of the first an earlier, Yeah, and but also very poor supporting their team. An yeah. earlier shot from Jake Young. They were chanting, we've had a shot, yeah. we've had a shot. It's pathetic support. It's Swindon Town. Ah, hello, Joe. Hello, Rich. How are you? Victorious. It's nice when we win, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot better. I, I did feel... Um, quite giddy after the game, and it, it still feels good. Um, I like you know, it's it's a victory Monday, and we've not had one for a little while, so it's uh, it's very nice indeed. It is very nice. It was very very nice. I, I didn't think we were happy enough on the pod this weekend. I stand by it, but I I felt like we didn't really enjoy the moment as much, considering the the big old gap. Maybe we're just a little bit cautious, but then like a phoenix rising from the ashes. I listened to the Mansfield commentary uh, clips that have been distributed across <laughs> across social media. And I have to say, my mood, oh, victory, tastes so much better when you listen to that. Oh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> some salty, salty tears taste good and taste good on the Sunday. Um, quite incredible piece of commentary, really. Um, it's just, you know, I, I guess some people are like that, but... Uh, it was very, very strange, really, from from I assume professional commentators to just sort of go, oh, when they, I mean, they keep booing Aiden Flint doesn't make any sense. They seem to have enjoyed that goal. What's going on? 
yeah, it was it was it was very it, it tasted nice that one. That's we we again we've not had one of those for a, for a little while, and they're good when they come along. And, and just a thrill, just a thrill, and also just shows you how good Andrew Hawes is. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, anyone who and I have actually seen weirdly in live blogs recently people, uh, you know, <laughs> Andrew Hawes, but like. Andrew Andrew Hawes is unbelievable compared to those guys, and he's he's generally unbelievable. But especially when you when you when you get to have to listen to the away comps and I follow it, it really does put into perspective how good he is. I don't I don't want to see what it would be like if we had like a partisan full pelt Swindon commentator. I I I, I just feel that would make me feel. Oh, the toes would curl. Yeah, um, I, 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 it really isn't an enjoyable experience when someone says that. Obviously, I've done club commentaries before, um, and that was always something I would desperately steer away from because I, it's just not, it's just not good, really. As much as it, you know, Sky Sports Fancast had its day, it, mm. it shouldn't be on the BBC or any like proper, proper outlet. So, in, in my opinion, so. Let's have the final word on Mansfield. I was happy. I walked out the ground in a, in a very, very content and jubilant mood. But I was thinking of poor old Joe and his late goal copy. Well, how was it? Yeah, well, it's because it's, people ask me that because obviously I, I whinge about it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's what I'm inclined to do. Um, you know, <laughs> tiny violins and all that. But I'm, I'm more than happy to switch things around when that's the case. And technically speaking, I'd already taken a Jake Young themed line anyway, so it didn't take as much reordering as as might otherwise have been the case. So that was that was very nice. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'm never going to be too displeased about a 93rd minute winner. So James Tony, you were lying to me when I was told that I would be annoyed when that happened. <laughs> and just simply a scramble to win the game as well. Give me those over 35 thunder, 35 yard thunderbolts all day long. Oh yeah, well, Jake got Young's goal was much more satisfying than Alejandro Garnacho's, for example. Oh yeah, just more fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, yes, it was it was lovely, and now we look ahead to Accrington. But like all good pressers, Accrington are rarely mentioned. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll start a little differently. I was doing my prep for this pod, and then you know you send me the audio. I do I do my notes, and then get them sent to you. And then suddenly, suddenly out of nowhere. A second audio emerged, which I wasn't expecting. Your blog had said no players this week or for this one. Incorrect. Income. Local celebrity. Dokes. That's what we'll call him. Dokes. Yes. Um, so- sorry about the lie, I suppose. At the time of writing, it, it was correct that we weren't going to get a player because they were in their team meeting. And then um, in sort of the next 10 minutes, that situation changed. And in between team meeting and activation set- session, which is uh, how it was described to us, um, it just sort of in the hallway in between the hall and where the players uh, congregate, uh, we got to speak to Yudoka Goblin Malifa and um, the, the various background noise of whatever players want to, to interrupt the interview in whatever manner it was, which generally speaking was slapping him on the arse. And, it, and, it, <laughs> and business was booming by the sounds of it. Oh yes, it was. Tom Clayton was having a lovely time with it. Uh, it was. Everyone was just sort of see what they could do. I think Charlie Austin yells at one point. I think that's in the BBC bit. Um, so yeah, they were. 
you know, it's, it's, we, I feel like, Rich, we sometimes talk about football or banter and stuff like that. This was, I think, a fairly tame but good example of what that what that culture is. Yeah, yeah. But it also showed that it was a good return to work this week for Swindon. Like you implied, it was a bit of an audio killer uh, for <laughs> for both you and Andrew. But I think you got away with it when we just about to go to the Joe zone. But in terms of content for this, not really much to pick from the bones, is there? No, it's it's fairly slim pickings. Um, you know, he's he's on his way to go do other stuff. So we just sort of get five minutes. We used to said, you know, you've got five minutes. And we actually did it in four and a half. So yeah, he has. Um, but yeah, it was it was, you know, fairly fairly nondescript for the most part. I tried. I did try with the um to get the exclusive on his on his uh Christmas single, but unfortunately, uh he's it doesn't sound like one's in the works, which is slightly disappointing. You'd assume that would have been funding the transfer kitty um in January, but doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, let's let's listen to your questions to Dokes right now. Lovely, thank you very much. No well done for surviving multiple sites there. Um, yeah. Just quickly, did it kind of feel like a bit of a weight off your shoulders getting that win after a little while without them? Of course, um, but every team goes for a rough spell and rough patch. I'd like to say that's our rough patch and our rough spell and hopefully we can get out of the way and now start another run. I mean, I think we, because of how well we did uh, early in the start of the season, we didn't it didn't cause too much damage to our position in the table, but now it's just about climbing up the table and closing the gap and trying to get in and amongst the pack. Yeah, and you know, now we've seen you sing a couple of times incredibly well. Are we going to get a Christmas single out of you? Christmas single now. I'm sure <laughs> maybe one day, but um, right now my focus is just trying to get points on the board and do well for Swindon Town first and foremost. I'd, I'd like to ask you and Jonah do Baby It's Cold Outside. <laughs> we'll ask Jonah and see, how, see, see what we can do. Excellent. Let you so, go. yeah, winning is a relief. And there will not be a Christmas single this year, anyway. Maybe a duet with Jonah. He's kind of taken Jonah's shtick, hasn't he? Justice for Jonah. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, they, last season they were billing uh, supporters club events with Jonah singing, right? So, you know, Dokes comes in, swans in with his angel of a voice, and suddenly he's doing Christmas lights turn-ons. Uh, you know, he must be absolutely feuding in the in the kit room. I can't imagine Yudoka gets gets very much of the kit he asks for, and is always slightly wet. Yeah, and with good reason. With good reason. Dokes was in Old Town last night, turning on the Christmas lights and singing the same song. Do you reckon at some point he'll go? Can I sing something else, please? It, it's an interesting one. Is it? Is it his sort of? Um, I guess dis- discography is limited to one song, or or is it sort of people's uh, Shrek um, Shrek? Four style saying do the roar, and they they only want that one song, um, like the like he's some sort of Mos Eisley Cantina band. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it it'd be interesting to find out the inner workings of who's asking for what. But I mean, he does it very well. So you know, it, it's technically been a few months since he got to sing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, all I'm saying is Jonah had range. He had more than one song. That's all I'm that, going to say. That's a man with stage presence right there. Absolutely is. Okay, well, let's move on to the presser with Michael Flynn and yourself representing the advertiser and Andrew Hawes representing BBC Radio Wiltshire. We've got the weekend off. What are you going to do with your time? Oof, I haven't thought that far ahead. I've, I very rarely have to think about what I do with my weekends. I'm 
Probably just sort of sit in a grey room, mm. uh, breathing. I, I, I don't know. Does anyone know what you do on Saturdays? I, I very rarely have to fill them anymore. Yeah, no. I, I, I mean, it's, it's ideal Christmas shopping, I'm sure for for most people. But like most modernists, I, I order <laughs> instead of going into the hellhole that is Bristol city centre. And I'm sure all city centres around this time of year. Is there no Bath City for you? Um, I, I think they're away from home this weekend. I'll be going there on the Tuesday when they're playing Yeovil, but Saturday they, I don't believe they're at home. So that's not that's not one of my options. Um, you know, as you say, I, I also loathe the city centre, uh, particularly at Christmas time. There's just too many people and they're all slow and I walk fast and I hate it. So I have to I have to pick something different from that as well. Really, if you know, please tweet me if you know what what people do on weekends. I, w- I would love a plan. Second uh, of December, Joe Bath City at home to Chelmsford. Oh, interesting. I, this, this wasn't well. Maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll get in touch with the boys and see see what I can do. Christmas time, city centres, Christmas market. I just generally just get infuriated at the notion that people are spending seven pounds for a single breakfast. Yeah, it it, it doesn't make any sense unless it's held of some sort of wooden hat, which which you know clearly adds at least uh, double to the to the face value. It all doesn't make much sense to me, and um, Bath in particular just avoid it when the Christmas market's on because it's terrible. You can get packs of four in supermarkets for... Well, you can get two or three packs of four for seven quid. Come on, people, stop it. Stop it. Put your Instagram down. The reason why I'm asking about the break is, of course, Michael Flynn was asked about the the upcoming break. And I, I liked in the audio how he was just like... They're not going crazy. It's just a week off from football. That's not. Don't don't mince my words. Don't don't confuse yourself with with what I'm saying. It's not a weekend off. It's just a weekend without a game. Yeah, I I kind of thought. Maybe, does, is he implying that he's going to make them train on Saturday or something? Because he was definitely seen as like, no, it's a week off. Well, it's not a week off. They'll you know they they just won't be playing in a match. So yeah, he was he was um, definitely not. Letting anything run away in terms in terms of that, um, it was obviously asked kind of within the context of you know, when you have ten days off, are you are you does that make the win even more important against Accrington? You said, well, you know, it's just about putting in the performance and sh- showing what you can do and and um, and making sure that you don't have the regrets for that time in between. And then, as you say, he was he was keen to point out that they wouldn't be slacking off in any way. No one would be going on a mid-season trip to Marbs or something. <laughs> well, I'll be slacking off. I don't think there'll be an episode for Friday, but there'll be an episode for Monday, I'm sure. Um, but yes, oh, weekends where you've got a feel, that 3pm. It's never the same when your team's not playing at 3pm and everyone else is. It's Haven't we got away with this older shot loss? It's just gone. It's dust in the wind. Nobody cares, both within the fan base and beyond. Yeah, I, I guess because we were sort of, in, it was in the thick, it was kind of the zenith, but in the thicket of being generally bad anyway. And then there was just so much other stuff happening that I guess you kind of forget about it a little bit. And the biggest part is, technically speaking, this game could have been moved to Saturday because Atkinson are out of the FA Cup too. Yeah, would you have preferred that? I would rather not do it on a Tuesday evening, to be honest. But I guess either way, it's cold, so it's a. I I think easier just to do it Saturday, but um, you know, they they probably want the the soft southerners having to to brave the chilly chilly winds up there in the evening. 
small margins, marginal gains, and all that malarkey. Okay, we'll move on. We spent a good part of the weekend pod with Terry talking about Harrison Minturn and his improvement, and he was obviously a uh, a focus in this presser in terms of his progress. What did Michael Flynn have to say about Harrison Minton? Yeah, he was he was very obviously very pleased with Harrison Minton, who put in a, a great performance at the weekend, so was deserving of a decent chunk of the podcast. Um he said that he seized his chance, obviously Tom Brewitt um had the concussion and then has now got another injury and it was yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But um but so he's he's kind of had to be, been playing but he, he was very pleased with him. As, as he kind of said when he signed the contract um, um, a couple of weeks ago, you know, he, he felt he was a, a player with, who had a lot of the the tools to succeed um, if, if he was able to kind of do the necessary improvements. And he was, you know, he was kind of intimating that, you know, he's, he's kind of just needs to work on a few things. And he'll be a very good defender and a regular starter for Swindon or potentially, you know, even higher than that. So, um, you know, My- Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn doesn't really like to um, to praise individuals too often. Um, I've, I'm still trying to get him to praise Jake Young in press conferences, but he refuses to do it. Um, but he was he was definitely very hot on on Harrison today. Going to slag him right off when he goes back to Bradford in January, isn't he? Useless that Jake Young, absolutely useless. Isn't it crazy that he's on 15 goals for the season in the league? Five more than than Johnny Williams got as top scorer last season, and there is it does feel like this general reluctance to to talk about Jake Young. Yeah, it, I, it does feel like the discourse should should be higher from a player who, you no, know, I, I always kind of think that perception comes into this thing. Your your first opinions because you know no one saw us sign Jake Young. Go, oh, Jake Young, let's go! What a signing in the way that say a Dan Kemp or a Goblin Malifa might have been. So, I guess maybe people are, are slower to to kind of come to terms with the fact that he has just been absolutely unbelievable. He's is it is he top scorer and is he back to top scorer now or, or is it still um um what's his name at Salford? Um Smith. Um you know he, he's right up there. So you know, he's clearly been unbelievable. He's you know proving that to build a team what you need is a Bradford striker on loan and a Burton reject at left back. Um it it just it just works. So he's he's been he's been incredibly good and but uh, Michael Flynn doesn't care who scores the goal, so we will never talk about him. <laughs> well, he can keep doing his thing. It's not under the radar. That doesn't exist really anymore. The moment you score a goal, people are looking. But yeah, what a season, what a uh, spell he's having with Swindon. It's lovely. OK, we'll move to the broader squad now. Minton was the only one that really was given the individual treatment and it was lovely to hear. What about the players generally? Because there's been a lot of talk about the fact that they were hurting and they were annoyed in the post-match on Saturday. It was implied that the, the mood is good. Yeah, it was... Well, I, he's always want to downplay these things, Michael Flynn is... It's always a very it's it's been very hot from day one on never too high, never too low. And um he was he was saying that, you know, the, even when the things were bad, the players still believed and they they always had that kind of determination to make things good and you know, they weren't down on themselves in that kind of way. Um and then kind of when he got to the end of that answer, he was like, And I would never let them do that because I'm Michael Flynn, <laughs> medium man. Um he, he was he was very keen to make sure that he would never you know, even if they were going in that direction, which he was keen to say that they aren't, uh, he would he would block any attempt at um 
players trying to get ahead of themselves because uh, one swallow does not make a summer. I think that was reassuring that he said that because, as as we discussed, he was he was very point scoring, ball settling things post Saturday, and for him to come out forty eight hours later and just be like, "Well, it's just one win." So we'll see was was kind of like, okay, Flynn seemed to have his fun on Saturday afternoon. And he is at least acknowledging the fact that, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. And us as fans can go, oh, only two place, points off the playoffs. He's not he's not thinking about it in that way just yet. Yeah, he's not, although he did say exactly did. that on, yeah. on Saturday. That was part um, of his big points yeah, selling exercise. Wasn't yeah, it? he was. He was definitely in in that kind of mode after the game, and I think he he realised that he probably had been, and the the kind of excitement level was definitely pulled back uh, fairly significantly for this one, which which we've kind of seen, um, you know, throughout the season, where if he's if he's one way after a game for the next press conference, he'll he'll kind of again come back towards the middle and level things up. So he was, you know, he was he was never going to be. Um, in in that mode, and yeah, I think the most important thing, and I think it was again, it was said on the the wrap up pod that most important part is that it doesn't become that that one swallow as as Mike Flynn was talking about. So the fact that he does see it in those terms is very good, even if he did, you say he, he was having fun after the game in a way that you know he probably hasn't been after any other win this season, really. Yeah, and it's fine to have that fun, but some of the questions that have been pointed in his direction been perfectly valid points but he, he went there but anyway injuries and so we got a treat last last week um no new injuries and where's tom brewitt on the on the uh on the team sheet on saturday nowhere to be seen tendonitis are there any other surprises out there or do we have them all back well your guess is as good as mine um we actually got more of an injury update after the game on Saturday, where he talked, obviously he, he talked about the injuries that Hepburn Murphy and Brewer had, and then I asked, you know, could they be available? And he said maybe, um, and then complete no naming um, this time. He, he didn't even mention Hepburn Murphy and Brewer, who are known to have been injured. Um, he said we could we could have someone back, but I won't rush anyone. They'll, they'll have as long as they need. But there are they. He did say there are no new injuries, but. As you correctly say, we've 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 been there before, and it wasn't true. Um, generally speaking, wait for the lineup for the injury report. To be honest, because we're very rarely told before that happens who is injured. Um, I I would really like to know because it didn't. The season started in a different way. He didn't always, you know, first couple of games he would say if people were injured ahead of time, but he must have been in some sort of. Post post game um, chat with another with other managers who kept telling him that they knew about his injuries or something like that because he he's violently pulled away from saying anything about injuries across the course of the season. Well, at least he hasn't blamed you for for any anything like that. It's like it was your fault. You keep on keep on telling everybody who's injured. Yeah, you you keep on saying what I said, and, and I didn't like what I said. So yeah, I mean. I, I, I frankly wasn't even really in the point scoring at the weekend, although um, at that point, but, but um, for the probably for the first time actually, but um, but yeah, um, he, he he clearly doesn't want anything in the public eye ever about 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 the injuries, so he's he's not going to tell us. Um, we'll 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 find out if Hepburn Murphy or Brewer are on the bench when the bench is actually released. 
Yes, and there's no harm in, in keeping your cards close to your chest. That's not criticism at all. Um, it's just fun the way he does it because Hatswell, a week or so before, was just like, I ain't telling you that. I ain't going to yeah. tell you that. He was just like, well, I'm not going to tell you. He's no like no careful rewording. It was like, well, I'm not going to tell you that, am I? That would be daft. <laughs> Why would I tell you what cards I have? Seems silly. <laughs> I'm trying to win here. Um, <laughs> in terms of selection, so we, we don't have much to work with at the moment. I think Sonny Hart was so close this weekend to his league debut. I think he was getting ready to come on, but time ran out. Um, so we, we are back down to... Jackson Brown and Sonny Hart being in the squad. Um, and there's not much he can do about that. No, um, as, as he quite rightly points out, uh, you know, even if he if he wanted to change a winning team, he, he kind of can't because he's got two subs and they would be the ones who would switch things around if he were to bring Austin or Shade back into things. Um, yeah, um, Brown, and, Brown and Hart were both at the training ground today, so expect them both to be on the bench again, um, you know, he, he said that, you know, in, in, in regards to looking at Accrington, if, if, if they would make any changes, the, you know, as always, he, he doesn't think that they can impact what Accrington do. And so there's, there's no point worrying about it too much. Um, and he's, he just can't really make the changes. So um, those who were, who were fans of, of the new system, then, then good for you. It's probably going to come out again. Yeah. And, and there was a question focusing on the forward areas as well, wasn't there? Yeah, it was It was kind of the same thing, obviously, with, with Dan Kemp um, becoming, um, which I, I think deeply under underutilised option to, to say he was playing as a Trekatista because very rarely could, do you have an actual one and Dan Kemp very much played like one. Um, so, you know, that was good fun. But he was, he was being asked on... You know, um, does he kind of give you another option as a striker? Because he's now played sort of as one, sort of half and half. Um, And Flynn was like, well, kind of. But also he's played forward the whole time. And we we still only really have Austin, who's, I guess, Shade, um, as another forward. We've got the same group as we always have. But obviously, you know, it it was an experiment that worked very nicely because of, uh, he credited Dan Kemp's in, intelligence um, in his play to kind of make it work, and you know the fact that him and Jake Young have a very, very good understanding and relationship helped play into that pretty well as well. So, you know, th- those things dovetailed nicely, and and Swindon um, could could play without um, without a traditional front two. Um, so it does it does give him that option, but you know the players are still very very slim pickings for what he can choose. What would you do for Tuesday night? Would you keep it unchanged? Yeah, I, I mean, as he says, you, you, it kind of is difficult to change it, really, because, um, you know, <laughs> you, Austin, Austin, you know, he, he had a decent impact off the bench, but are you going to bring him back in from the start when he has seemed to have been struggling to play 90s? He can probably do with, with the additional rest and, I think Williams Kokolo has started well in what would be Shade's position, so I, you know, I think it worked quite nicely. As, as was quite rightly pointed out, it it provided greater balance having kind of a, a midfield box rather than one pivot and two players playing higher up. So, I I think especially playing away from home against a side who are are in the playoffs in Accrington, 
um, it would make sense to try and stick and be a little bit more cautious than Swindon have been. Yeah. And then before we get to Accrington Stanley away, there was, there was a very interesting question essentially on tactics versus mentality. If you can go into a bit of detail on here, please. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting answers. Like, you know, if you think about all the analysis work and the stuff that gets done on a computer, which was said in a very derisory tone for some reason, um, he said, it's crazy. Um, he was, you know, he definitely felt that oh, he's, he's, we have said that Flynn is a bit of a footballing man. So he's been, he's been, he was talking about how, you know, it is very important that obviously all the players that you have are, are kind of key and they understand their roles. They, they're intelligent in, in knowing, you know, what, what they're being asked to do and what the group is being asked to do as a whole and getting that done. But you know, there, there are a lot of factors that go into being successful when you're playing off tactics and mentality. And he said that the one, you know, kind of the one thing that you need is, is that mentality within a changing room that they will fight for each other and they will um, stay together, and which is obviously often taught that the Swindon players do have. And that's the kind of thing that is basically impossible to be able to, to go without. Right then. So let's talk about the game against Accrington Stanley on Tuesday night. Accrington Stanley, well, they're a bit of a scruffy, catty mess behind the scenes, but they're having a pretty decent season. I won't pretend to know the ins and outs, but their owner, Andy Holt, has gone public, as he tends to do recently on a number of things. That's wound a lot of people up. There was the bemoaning of his management team, I think, the accusation of contract negotiations via the media, which didn't seem to go down very well. I think at some point during that uh, tirade, he put the club up for sale. I'm not sure if that's still the case. And there was also the more recent one of the criticism he got for increasing the prices for matchday tickets for Wrexham fans. So who knows, maybe this is a good time to play seventh place Accrington Stanley if if we beat Accrington Stanley in midweek we do go above them but we'll see what AFC Wimbledon and Gillingham do if they're playing in midweek too I've been too lazy to check oops um so they played 19 games this season they've won nine drawn two because that's the that's the big thing there because they have lost eight games so the big difference here is they are not draw specialists they have been winning in terms of their last five games it's quite difficult to ascertain what on earth we're gonna we're gonna see they did have a very good run in october which was ended uh, at the start of this run so in the last five games starting with the furthest back uh, they beat afc wimbledon for two away so it's a very good result then they lost at home to colchester so you think well what's going on here then they lost away at crawley 3-1 and more recently and this is why we can we can't just go yeah there'll be no problem they beat wrexham 2-0 at home and then last weekend they lost away at bradford city 1-0 so it's quite hard to figure out what to expect really um their most used players this season um the ex west ham player i think uh Roser longello or longello uh, he's played the most games we've also they've also had brad hills play 18 josh andrews joint top scorer with five goals sean Worley, um and jack nolan and tommy lee is joint top scorer alongside josh andrews with five goals in terms of our record 
against Accrington Stanley. Well, this is our first visit to the Wham Stadium in over two years, almost three years, in fact. March 2021, we lost 2-1 in that wretched season. Uh, Brett Pittman scoring Swindon's goal, and then we lost to them 3-0 at home the that season. Also, the, the other away games is a 2-1 loss. We beat them under De Canio, 2-0. Jervis and Montano scoring their goals. And then our first trip to Accrington Stanley was back in 2006. I was at that game, actually. Uh, Lee Peacock scoring an equaliser in a 1-1 draw. It's another one for me, Joe, where this game could go either way. And this is two sides that will be focusing on themselves. Yeah, I mean, as, as Michael Flynn points out, Swindon are always focusing on themselves, but these are these are two teams at quite interesting points within the season of the action, the bottom of the playoffs, and Swindon somehow only two points outside them. Um, you know, I've I've since since appearing on the presser on Friday, I decided to take up a positive mindset, and it paid dividends against Mansfield. So I'll be taking another one into this game to see if if that was the change. So um, I can only see Swindon winning. Good. Well, we'll get to that in just a moment, and let's hope you're right. What did Michael Flynn have to say beyond we'll focus on ourselves? Well, yeah, he was being he was asked by Andrew, you know, <laughs> will will it be nasty to play there because it's cold and up north and the stadium's a bit small. Um, but then, you know, I, I guess fearing being on the wrong end of an Andy Holt rant on Twitter, stroke X. Um, uh, Michael was like, I have nothing but admiration for um, <laughs> for Accrington. They've done so many improvements on their ground, and their chairman's passionate, passionate, and they, you know they've got a real togetherness and community feel about the club. Um, so he was he was very very keen to to not play into any of the I guess Accrington based stereotypes um, from Mill. Is it a Mill advert the one that they're known for? We were doing um, so well. Yes, they. they... They are known for an advert which everyone talks about, but I wasn't going to go to. You've ruined it. I do apologise, Rich. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and both Godwin Malifa and Michael Flynn both said, "Well, everyone has to go there." So, you know, it's one of them. And it was the, and then we were given the very detailed and um, not something you could, that could apply to any team. That you know, they're they're a hardworking side that would hard work hard. For each other, um, and then sort of going back to, the, but you know, we 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 we've got to be um, focusing on ourselves. And then he also described Swindon's run as Swindon's win as a run, and said, "Well, we've got four points in the last two games. Like you can't be calling it a run yet." Yeah, yeah, you are. That? That's two unbeaten, Joe. Two <laughs> unbeaten. Um, yeah, but yeah. Three th- or more, and you can start to call it one. Two games is not a run. <laughs> well, it's going to be a run by the end of the by the end of the week, isn't it? We, we, it's going to happen. Yeah, listening to Michael Flynn, I, w- I was thinking, God, if only Newport was close to Accrington, because he's talking himself a up a job there, but at one stage, but. Yeah, the Andy Holt thing, up until recently, he was the darling of social media, wasn't he? And it's just going a little bit sour. Yeah, it felt like they got quite a lot of decent FA Cup ties for a while. So he was always on Football Focus at least once a year, talking about how much he loved Accrington. So they, they were definitely that kind of club for a while. Obviously, having got up to League One, that was that was definitely them. But I guess <laughs> flying off the handle a little bit and putting the club up for sale um, because your manager was asking for a new contract probably detracted from that a little bit. 
Mm, fallen out of love with the game again, I'm sure. Yeah, that that, that definitely seemed to be the, the crux of it. But um, as you say, Mike, Michael Flynn could be in the frame if he if he doesn't give him a new contract. Exactly. Okay, shall we go back to the Joe Zone? Let's go there. Hello, everybody. Summer is here, and when there's no Swindon Town, I do enjoy using my favourite streaming services to watch, you know, the same old comedies I've watched a billion times before. But hey, I love it, okay? So don't judge. Alas, being away overseas on holiday in the chateau means I have to go without some of those shows until I've returned home. But no more. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash strangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlook Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager, Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with McDelivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Swindon celebrating like they've won the World Cup, never mind the FA Cup. But uh, we'll bounce back, Martin. Um, when you kind of change the team around a little bit, um, obviously you you refer to it as a game plan, so clearly it was a Mansfield-specific idea, but are you kind of keen on don't change a winning team, or how do you look around that kind of dilemma? Well, I haven't got many options to change a winning team, have I, in, in that respect. Um, you, you know, we had Chaz and Tyrese come on um, on the weekend. From that, then, we're, we're quite light in terms of experience in, in League Two. Um, we'll have a look what what we can do and how to try and upset Accrington. But it, it, look, if they go out there and perform, it doesn't matter what formation we play. If they go out there and do their jobs, then, like I said, we're a match for anybody. Yeah, it wasn't how the goals came on the weekend, but you do lead the league in goals from outside the box. Um, when you have players, I guess, like Kemp and Young, who've scored quite a few like that, is that something you try and encourage them to do? Is that part of the game plan? Or is it just if you don't shoot, you don't score, do you? You know, I'm, I'm all for that, but it's got to be, it's got to be the right moments. You know, it's. The ball's coming out of the air from 25 foot and you're trying to right foot volley from 30 yards. The percentage of them going in are very few and far between. I'd rather them you know, play the percentage game, get the ball down, go out wide again, create another attack. If we've got to go out the other side, um, get another cross in the box because percentage-wise, there's a lot more goals scored by crosses in the box. and That's what we did for the, the last goal. Um, on, on the weekend, where Tyrese has cut back and put one in, you know, if he... If you don't do that, and he, it's, uh, we end up with a one-all draw. So it's, it was pleasing that he's made an impact. Chaz has got on the end of it. Um, we won the second ball, the third ball, and then the fourth ball, which ended up in the net. Yeah, and I know you're kind of hot on the kind of 
extra game time and the injuries that it might cause early in the season. We've had a bit of time of it now, and I think the Premier League was saying they were up 15% so far this season. What is your experience now with, with quite a few games under it just, what it is? There seems to be a lot more injuries this season. I don't know if it's because it's getting publicised more. But they, for me, it just seems like every game there's injuries. Um, you know, you've seen the Tottenham game yesterday where I can't remember the play, he's, you know, he's gone off. Um, he's gone off after coming back. You know, the, these are players who have had the best rehab possible. They, they won't get thrown in until they think they're 100% ready. He's come back and he's broke down again. So it's, um, it's not just this level, it's, it's the top, top level. So for me, the injury, the rates of injuries have gone up and especially hamstrings. Is it something that you kind of think might be abandoned because of the way that it's gone in, in that regard? Uh, there's a lot of things I'd like to see abandoned at the minute in, in football. All they're doing is um, yeah. the VAR. You know, the way that goes on, it's, it's crazy. The amount of time it takes. You look at the TMO in, in the rugby, is nowhere near um, any controversy that, like, like it is with VAR. They might say that's been going a lot longer. Come on, they should have learned the lessons from that before they even put it out. So the VAR, in theory, is a good idea, but they can't can't take as long as as they, they're doing and getting as many things wrong as they're getting is it's laughable, really. So um, yeah, that's, um, I'd love to see it where we go back to no VAR and human error we just get on with it and it is what it is I think the supporters would prefer that as well because they don't know whether to celebrate or not thanks thank you very much loads of stuff here lovely it's so nice you get more minutes now that you've moved up it's lovely so stuff covered here are you keen on the don't change a winning team but I don't much I can't make much changes can I Joe that that put you in your place there a little bit yeah I I guess Um, I was People a bit people were asking it, so I thought you know I was mostly preparing for the for the for the days ahead, but we went um, one get one question rough roughly related to the game um, with, with with that one, and he was you know quite rightly saying well I, you know couldn't really do it if I wanted to, so uh, consider me told. Yeah, and then the long distance I didn't know that we were up there were on long distance efforts. That was interesting, and yeah, if you're not you know if you don't buy a ticket and all that. Um, I want to see more long distance and I love my scruffy scrambles but if we are to shoot from distance then please do so yeah we, we lead the league in goals from outside the box I think um, it's 10 well, Wrexham had 8 leading into the weekend but I, I, um, yeah. basically I was um, again this is pre-planning uh, for something I was thinking about tactics wise because um, I kind of just clocked um, ahead of Mansfield, like, have we scored from inside the box for a while? And I, I couldn't <laughs> remember the last time we'd done it. So um, that was that's what that was kind of about. And he, he kind of go, go went took it in a direction in, that I didn't even necessarily ask him about, which actually works quite nicely for what I wanted to write. So, so it worked in, in many ways. Splendid. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> Kemp, Kemp and Young can score screamers, so why not? Although he, he did kind of say, but I would also really like them not to do it. Yeah, I, I'm always surprised with how often opposition defenders back off from Young and Kemp. Kemp especially, 
they always find themselves in a position to shoot from distance. I'm surprised they haven't got more because they're always backing off. Yeah, you, you'd think, you know, especially a, a player who scored as many goals as Kemp has this year, and you know he has, you know, got a couple of poachers ones in there. But if you look at his kind of heart level, really, he was binning free kicks and goals from outside the box whenever he wanted to, and has done a lot of that again this season. So you'd think if you know, hinting back to the earlier answer of all this computer stuff. Um, so, so some would say, you know, that short number 10, don't let him shoot, but apparently not. Yeah, and, and then the final questions were about injuries, and he mentioned there that injuries were up in the Premier League by 15%, and I'm not sure he answered what you were, the question he answered in the last bit was what you were looking for, but we went to things that he wanted to see abandoned in football. Yeah, he did spend about it's at least two minutes talking about VAR. So, well, I mean, lovely, Michael, but I don't actually care. Um, <laughs> you care? It's just not something that we're concerned with down in League Two. Yeah, I was, you know, I was just kind of, I guess, looking for a, a follow-up to what he said, and it's his answer to the first question was very good. Um, in in terms of the injuries, which he's he's spent a lot of time uh, saying he doesn't like. Um, and so, you know, is that something he would hope to get scrapped? And then he said, well, you know, I'd like to scrap a lot of things, mostly VAR. Here's, here's my some prepared soliloquy on that. And um, so, you know, if, if any if, if anyone is, is doing a get down with VAR article international, I can offer you the quotes, but um, I'm not sure they're necessarily useful to me. No. Oh, well, it was interesting stuff nonetheless. Nonetheless, I don't think he's going to lose VAR anytime soon, though. Right, let's close. Nice quick pod for us this week with predictions. You're going for a win, I need to know. Yeah, I'm, I, I will be going for a win. Uh, positive attitude. Uh, it worked, so we're, we're, keep, we're sticking with it. I'm going to say Swindon win 2-0. Ooh, I'm going to go 2-1, which feels like I'm trying to... Uh, Trying to one up you. I would love a clean sheet. It's been it feels like a while since we we had a clean sheet, so um, that would be preferred. But two one will be fine. It would be great. Two wins on predictions. Win one game and we get all giddy. <laughs> Look at us. We're, we're we're carried away. This is why we've never made it in the professional game, Rich. Uh, yeah, that and many other reasons, Joe. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music for the presser is provided by the awesome Drag Me Down and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 